the global biohacking market is expected to grow from $12 million to $52 billion by 2027. Imagine that. In today's podcast, we're going to cover four different topics. One, immune system performance. How do you improve your immune system? Sleep, it's essential to health. Three, diet. How do we eat for a healthy gut? Four, mental health. It's an epidemic and we can improve mental health. Stay tuned. We are fortunate to have one of the natives, one of our one of Pittsburgh's finest back. And it's uh, Dave Patchen. Dave, I met Dave because Dave is a senior vice president at Raymond James. Um, he heads up at Raymond James, the Advisor Performance Institute. So you're probably thinking, what the heck's that? It's the institute that helps advisors grow personally and professionally, really important. And he also helps the advisors work with clients on achieving their goals. Dave's been in the industry for 35 years. As I mentioned, he grew up in Pittsburgh. More specifically, went to North Allegheny High School. And then he went on to go to Indiana University of Pennsylvania. But unfortunately, that's when we lost him. He went off to go to the University of Florida and get his MBA. In the last 15 years, he spent 4,000 hours working one-on-one with financial advisors um, and he, he's, he not only works with them on performance, more specifically even than that, he works with them on health and wellness. And that's, that's really what I think makes Dave really unique in the business. He can help you improve your health and wellness. So he's had some personal experiences and he's learned a lot over the years, but he's, he hasn't learned enough to be an MD. So we want to make it clear that in this capacity, he's not representing Raymond James. He's not a medical professional. Before you take any of Dave's advice, we ask that you seek your medical professionals. But today, Dave does have expertise, and we're going to benefit from it. And we're going to talk about four things. And I think they're very—they're always of interest, but today it even feels like they're more important. The first one is the immune system. So how do we improve our immune system performance? Two is sleep. How many of us get up at 1.30 and 2 in the morning and we walk around for a little bit? We'd like to stop that. The third thing we're going to talk about is diet. And then the fourth one is an epidemic facing our nation, and that is mental health. So, Dave, welcome. We are delighted to have you. And I'm delighted to be here, Greg. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Hi, everybody out there and many of you in my native hometown. We look forward to learning from you. You, you should also know Dave is a snazzy dresser. Like I'll tell you, like I think I can wear some some jackets with a little bit of pop. He he just I see him at a meeting and he just he outshines me. Well, I consider myself coachable, Greg. That's a lot of what we're <laughs> going to talk about today. Uh, I seek the expert guidance of uh, other really talented people. I have a great tailor who was introduced to me years ago, and uh, he does great work at a great price. So that's. <laughs> Another topic we can discuss sometime. It's a different day. Yeah. Yes. Hey, why, don't you, why don't we start out with immune system? I mean, I mean, you talk about you. I heard you say things like cellular performance in the past conversations and biohacking. And now with COVID, I think it's, it's top of mind. Tell us about the immune system, how we can improve it, and more specifically, um, how we can protect ourselves potentially from COVID. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today... When you use a term like biohacking, and I use the term, I consider myself a self-proclaimed biohacker, uh, it's about looking at the body and saying, hey, the human body has an operating system, and that operating system can be hacked based on what we eat, how well we sleep, how well, uh, how strong our uh, exercise regimen is. Uh, basically, how are you performing at the cellular level? That's what preventing diseases like COVID is all about. And, and what we're talking about, and by the way, folks, as I mentioned, I'm not a doctor. Uh, find a functional medicine practitioner. If you're not receiving the type of uh, 
assessment uh, tools that I talk about today, if you don't feel like your uh, approach to medicine is being customized, that's what a functional medicine practitioner does. Uh, because your cells and your DNA is different than mine. And so you're going to want to start by assessing. And we're going to talk about, it. I'm going to tell you how I measure my sleep. I'm going to tell you the best DNA tests. I've taken nine of them. I'm going to tell you a couple of the ones that I highly recommend you take a look at. I'm going to talk about diet and gut health. I'm sure you're hearing and reading that your gut is your second brain. And how do I get my gut healthy? Well, I'll tell you an assessment before we, we're done that you're going to be able to gauge how healthy your gut is. But all of these tie back, Greg, into how is my body operating on a cellular level? Now, I use a, a concierge physician who does a lot of that, which we're very, very fortunate. Most medical professionals have some, just they're just not able to do that. But what specifically is a functional medicine practitioner? Is that an MD? How do you find one? And yeah, how do they so, differ? Yeah. So all you have to do is Google functional medicine near me, and you're going to find practitioners in your marketplace. They aren't all MDs. Uh, some are DOs. Some are chiropractors. And it really comes down to they have a different set of protocols that they're going to use on the front end to assess you. And it's going to be your care is going to be customized based on that set of protocols. Now, let me, let me give you an example, yeah. which I think it, because, you know, I, I did one and my physician, she ran a test to tell me which foods I should and shouldn't eat. If I have an upset stomach, she gave me my green foods, my yellow foods. In my red food. So red food would make give me an upset stomach. I was blown away. And this is for me, yours would be totally different, but I was fascinated by it. My red food is a banana. Mm -hmm. For my cellular makeup, if that's the way to say it, I, I shouldn't eat a banana. How many people would know that usually if you get an upset stomach, they say eat a banana. So that's the type of thing you're saying. It's specific to you. And that's an unusual test for someone to run. Correct. It, normally, a MD under standard protocol isn't giving guidance on tests like you described. You're going to find more recommendations along those lines from a functional medicine practice. So uh, we can segue right into that, Greg. Oh, and by the way, what you described was a probably a food sensitivity test. And that that isn't necessarily customized to your genes. That's customized to how your gut flora, so to speak, your gut bacteria is functioning. Interestingly enough, since we're sharing personal information, I was a, a daily banana eater and banana came up as one of my red foods when I did uh, the test that I like you to do for, first, folks, is Viome, V-I-O-M-E dot com. Um, go to that website. They've got a bunch of different tests. I'd want you to do your gut health test first because that's going to go right in. Uh, on, it's not the most fun test to, to uh, do because it's a stool test. So you're going to have to you're going to have to play with your poop. But you, you do a stool test and send it back to them and they're able to take your sample and uh, because of all the algorithms that these geniuses have written, they're going to be able to tell you your red, yellow, and green foods, just like Greg was describing. That's a great way to start because one of the questions everybody has is, what should I eat? What should I not eat? And you shouldn't get that information from me. You should let your body tell you the answer to those questions. So you mentioned it's viome.com. And I just, I think, I, I, I know you're going to give us a lot of other resources. This may be an opportunity for us to share how much ownership do you have in any of the businesses you're about to recommend? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, folks, why I strongly believe this time that you're going to spend, we're going to spend together is so valuable is because I'll tell you why I started doing this work. Uh, part of what my team does is put on conferences for uh, our advisors, like the great advisors at Confluence. And I know many of them well. And, and we have these speakers that are that climb Mount Everest, that are ultra marathoners, and that, that are great people and they're very inspirational. But our advisors came to us and said, you know, I can't, I'm a normal person. I can't relate. I'm not going to climb Mount Everest or hike across Antarctica anytime soon. Can you 
give us some material that we can relate to and really dig into. And so that's why, and that, that was part of what drove me other than some personal things that I'll touch on today, but I receive zero, not one nickel from anything that I share with you today. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest because I've done so many different assessments of all types I'm going to tell you the ones I like the best, and you can go check them out for yourselves, but know in advance, I'm not compensated in any form or fashion. I'll even give you discount codes. They aren't my discount codes. They're <laughs> discount codes from the people whose podcasts I listen to and who are friends of mine, uh, but I get no benefit at all. So I think I'm valuable to your clients, Greg, because they're getting absolutely unbiased advice. There's nothing more... Uh, you know, direct from the source that you're going to receive uh, than this information. You know, we talk to clients a lot about figuring out what you're all about's all about. And I love the fact that you're all about is just helping people improve. And that's your passion. And, and so we appreciate you being here. Let's go back to, um, let's go back to the immune system specifically. And let's talk about COVID. Like, you know, are there things that you could be doing that could help protect from COVID, but more generally diseases also? Like yes. What are some of the things? Yeah, yeah. So gut health is is going to be one or two, and sleep is one or two, uh, and 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 then diet. I mean, the things we're going to talk about today all boost your function at the cellular level. And what we're talking about here, as I said, I'd stay general. I'll get a a little bit specific here, and there is mitochondrial function. So so much of what uh, I've learned and what I now practice boosts my cellular function at a mitochondrial level. So the stronger you're there, the mitochondria are the powerhouses of your cells. The better you sleep, the better your diet, the better your gut is functioning. And food is really, you know, food is such an important part of gut health and gut health is an important part of sleep. So having strong mitochondria, being strong at the cellular level, being healthy, truly healthy, is going to make you, uh, you know, much more immune to a virus, a common cold, a flu, than if your immune system is compromised. Or, or if, or we know the mortality rate with COVID, right? If you have diabetes or you're overweight, right? Your 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 risks are much greater. Yeah. And, and what they're finding, Greg, is everything starts. You mentioned diabetes. Everything starts. Uh, they're calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes. Now, many of you have read this. That's what's interesting about the audience I'm speaking to. Some of you know this as well or better than I do. Some of you have never heard of this stuff. So what do I mean by that? Let's talk about sugar. Let's talk about our diet. So the two things I want you to focus on, those of you that are already diabetic or pre-diabetic, you're already looking at your blood sugar on a hopefully regular basis, a couple times a year at least, uh, if you're diabetic more often than that. And then um, in addition to your uh, blood sugar, the, the other ratio that you just don't hear about that's really important is your omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And you hear about omega-3s, you hear about taking fish oil, um, and the challenge there is finding the right uh, products, in my opinion, and I'll, I'll share one in, in, in the notes that I share with Greg and team here when we're done. But what, what's happened is our diets are too much processed food. There is, and, and processed food is designed to live longer on a shelf. And it's the omega-6s that are in processed food that make it last long. And that used to be more trans fats, hydrogenated oils. And, you know, the government's figured that out and they're, they've almost gone away. But what they've replaced the trans fats with are seed oils. So pretty much any product you pick up off the shelf, folks, you're going to see the following canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, and while those oils can be okay in moderation, unfortunately now we're getting bombarded with omega-6s. And real quick as I wrap this up, Craig, our, our ancestors, the cavemen and women, their omega-6 to omega-3 ratio was one to one. It was literally equal. 
the average American today is about 25 to one omega-6 to omega-3 because of our atrocious diets. Um, I'm proud to say my ratio is four to one omega-6 to three. So I'm, uh, because of all the changes I've made in my diet, uh, I've made a lot of progress there. But that, so that's something that helps you function at a higher cellular level. And then the sugar piece, um, you know, one of our nutrition speakers shows a, a, a slide of, of actual sugar cane, a sugar cane farm in South America. And you see these big stalks of a very rigid plant. You know, if you, if you, Greg, if you wanted to go and chew on the husk of a sugar cane, it's going to be healthy. That's a healthy way to consume sugar. Unfortunately, as everyone knows, the white processed product that too many people eat too much of, uh, our body wasn't designed to process that. So that's partly why that coupled with another, here's another macro I want to throw at everybody. It's called, the, the concept is called hormesis. Okay. And my, my uh, exercise people and, and, and people that like to drink, hormesis is what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Okay. So we know we can drink. If we're bad, we can drink a fifth of alcohol, right? But a little bit of alcohol is good for us. A little bit of exposure to extremely cold temperatures is good for us. A sauna, a little bit of extremely high temperatures are good for us. The problem is, why am I talking about this? The problem is, Greg, we were not designed as human beings to live 24-7, 365 at 72 degrees. We are pampering ourselves too much. Okay. And that's why we wait, are developing. Wait, 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 what do you mean by that? We're pampering ourselves. Okay. We, we are constantly controlling our environment in a way that is dumbing down our bodies and dumbing down our ability to perform because of that. Our, our resilience is dumbed down. It's no different than any other form of muscle fatigue. We have cellular fatigue because we don't stress our bodies appropriately and frequently. Okay, so, so it feels then, like in the last year with everybody wearing, and we're not having an opinion on masks or anything like that, but with, with really fewer germs and masks, and you, that there, are you suggesting that long-term there could be a danger to that? Well, it, it will. They've already said flu has gone down. The reason flu has gone down is because we're not transmitting as much. The reason we're not transmitting as much is because we're we're ameliorating with the mask. So I'm very supportive of that. And here's why. Because, folks, everything I just described is where we are as a, as a, as a, as a race, as humans. We're all trying to be comfortable all the time. Because of that, our immune systems are compromised. Because of that, so many of us are susceptible to COVID. My suggestion would be, and this will never happen, because it's now I am going to, and don't, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get party specific. (laughs) This is forget Republican, Democrat, independent. It doesn't matter. We are babying ourselves, folks. We're babying everybody. Everything's free. Everything's this, that. Now I'm here to help you. My Greg mentioned my, my mission in life. I'll tell you my personal value proposition is to help people go to places and accomplish things that they wouldn't have accomplished absent our engaging together. And so I get my juice out of life helping people like you that are listening, try something new and make an improvement, make an impact. Okay. That being said, if we are not challenging ourselves, if we are literal couch potatoes, cavemen didn't have air conditioning folks, cavemen didn't have heaters and they aren't our too far distant ancestors. And because of that, the body wasn't made to be, constantly comfortable. If the body's not challenged, much like a muscle, it atrophies. And that's where these inflammatory diseases, because that's what we're talking, when we're talking about heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, that is cellular information that is the driver and the precursor of those afflictions. We were talking about diet. So so as you were saying that, by the way, I, I was Googling, I wanted to Google new diets. And here's the confusion, right? So people are like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to go figure out what to and not to eat. 
when you Google like new diets, smoothie diet, best diets of 2021. Keto, you're going to see keto in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and then it's like omega-3, omega-6, like dumb it down for us. Okay. Start by assessing. Everyone's different. Remember, I told you, I'm not going to, I'll tell you what Dave does, but you've got to figure out what you need to do. So do a Viome test or another, that's a gut health test. Do a food sensitivity test. And I'll share with you uh, some of the ones that I've done there, Greg, that I like. Do a DNA test. I'll share with you the two DNA companies I like best are actually out of Toronto. Uh, Now we're getting into more, you know, that's a more expensive. That's going to cost you a few hundred dollars. But I think the listeners in this call are willing to invest in their health on a long-term basis. So what you're going to learn from that is, so I know I'm jumping around. No, but just, Eat, so, so the output of that is a normal person that with normal uh, knowledge will have information that they can act on? Yes, because the companies I recommend, there's a consult that a, a physician will do with you that'll interpret the report and the data for you. Good to know. Very Thank great you. question. Very important. Because left to your own devices, folks, you're only going to get so far. So let me give you some examples. Okay. This is about Dave, not about you. I don't have the gene that converts sunlight into vitamin D. I don't have the gene that converts uh, beta carotene into vitamin A. So I can eat all the carrots I want, folks. I don't get, I get fiber from them, but I don't get vitamin A from them. You should have um, stayed in Pittsburgh, my friend. We don't get sunlight. So yeah, yeah I, I know I'm wasting all this great sunlight. Down. I'm wasting all the great sunlight down here. We don't need that gene. Yeah. Uh, but see, I wouldn't know that. Now, the normal blood test didn't show me as vitamin D division. When I did further, this further um, SpectraCell Laboratories um, food sensitivity test, that's what told me that I was vitamin D deficient. By the way, that that's, that test, SpectraCell Lab- Laboratories test, also will give you a, a, a measurement for your immune system health. And... Um, I have I have a stronger immune system than a 20-year-old. Uh, that's all the stuff, all this biohacking that I do. So I know we're rambling, Greg, but that that's why I think the solution, part of the solution, I want to be clear, part of the solution is not just masking to protect yourself from COVID and other uh, viruses. It's boosting your immune health, okay? Because... At my immune system strength, I'm going to process this virus a whole lot differently than somebody. And we all know, we know it's overweight folks. It's, it's diabetics. It's people with heart disease. It's people, cancer. It's people with other inflammatory conditions that, that have compromised their immune system that are most susceptible to COVID. Okay. Good to know. So cellular performance, get tested. You can biohack, and it's gonna it's gonna increase your immune system, and seek out a functional medical practitioner. Yeah, now the diet, d- like diet, and diet, and your diet, and d- back to diet. A couple of simple macros: eat whole foods. Eat not at whole foods. <laughs> eat whole foods now. Here's the thing about COVID, since a lot of us are staying home, if you remember the beginning of COVID, one of the real huge benefits of the beginning of COVID was they were giving away raw fruits, vegetables, live food because they had too much of it. That would have been a perfect time for people to start to develop these habits. So eat whole foods. If you're going to eat a bread, make it something like a a sprouted grain bread. Uh, there's my market. I go to a sprouts market. I buy a sourdough bread that has three ingredients. So that's another. I mentioned those oils earlier. I want those omega sixes. I want you to stay away from. If you eat whole foods, a bread isn't a whole food. It's it's processed because the grains are processed. But at least eat a bread that has as few as ingredients as possible, or make it at home. Okay. But otherwise, try to eat whole foods. Uh, meats, real quick, Greg. Uh, I'm just giving you the best of the best, everybody. I want my I want my peeps from Pittsburgh to have the best. <laughs> I do not buy chicken. If you want to read a great book, read a book called The Dorito Factor. You'll learn more about chicken than you ever wanted to. Bottom line, 
even the organic chicken at the grocery store is not the best chicken. And the best chicken are pastured chickens. The best eggs, by the way, in your grocery store. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've seen them. You have them there. Oh, no, wait a minute. So I was in the, so I, 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 go, I go to the grocery store, like maybe not often. I'll leave it at that. And I walked by the egg counter and I just stood there, 33 different types of eggs. And I'm like, when the hell did this happen? We had 33 eggs. And then yeah. we hired a nutritionist. Lori and I hired a nutritionist. She was fabulous. But so, so she had very, so, and she also said on the meat, is it grass fed that is better? Yes. Grass, that right? Yes. Grass fed, grass finished. Uh, it, it's all about what your animal consumes that makes up their body composition, folks. And it's also their environment. So a free range cow is a happy cow and they're a grass eating cow. So look for grass fed, grass finished. Uh, in your meat. Johnstown, though, I got to tell you, like the typical person listening to this, you know, the kid from Johnstown to me is going like, okay, this is crazy. Like we're like, but, but, but you're saying it is, it, it isn't a fad. It isn't, this is real. Greg, like, Greg, is, Greg, I did this when I was home in Pittsburgh. I stayed with my sister up in Cranberry and her husband, their family. And I bought, I had my own food shipped in from Whole Foods, not to be uh, uh, condescending. I, I didn't want to eat their food to, you know, I, I want to provide for myself. Well, the, the eggs I was telling you about, they're called Vital Farms. And on your carton of Vital Farms eggs, you can go on Vital Farms website and see the, the chickens that you're eating the eggs from. They're out and about uh, foraging and eating a, a, a traditional chicken diet. They're not in coops. What is, what is the definition, Greg, of free range? So you see free range. That was what I used to buy. Free range. Free range sounds great, doesn't it? Free range sounds like the chickens are free in the range. You want to know what to go Google it, folks. Okay. Literally, there isn't really a standard. And the minimum standard in the industry has become the door of the chicken coop has to be open for five minutes a day. Okay. So it feels like so many things in our society. And I don't want to get political either. We're being duped. We're being duped. Yeah, we are. We are. It feels like on food, we're being duped. And I'm telling you, we hired this nutritionist in a confluence. We should get a nutritionist for our clients. It's something that we're going to try to think about and work on over the next year. But it is so important. If we help people with their wealth, but their health isn't okay, we haven't helped enough. So this stuff, and I can tell you, when we hired our nutritionist, for anyone listening, if they're saying, is this real? We did it with our nutritionist. We got in better shape. We felt better. And we and, and my wife and I, we're getting back at it because we did get off the wagon for a little bit. And you just feel, you just have more energy. Uh, totally. Dave, Dave you, you were saying for your body's a machine, how you just, you burn calories. It's your yeah, weight. I fix right? my gut. Yeah. I, 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 folks, I'm 5'11". My, by the way, one of the DNA tests I took... I don't want to diss it. It's just not going to give you what the higher end ones will give you. I did 23andMe. I'm 90% Italian ancestry. It says I'm supposed to weigh 210 pounds. Okay, folks, I weigh 148 pounds. So I have defied my DNA by all of the hacking that I do. I'm not starving, folks. I eat everything I want. What happens when you work on your gut over time is your taste preferences change and you it really like whole foods. A couple of things I want to button up. The Vital Farms eggs. Here's, if you don't believe me, folks, this is what happened at my sister's house. So we're up in Cranberry. I, I say, pull your eggs out, make yourself an egg. I'm going to crack my egg in the skillet. I'll bet you 10 bucks my, my yolk is more orange than yours. And they were like, they didn't want to bet me because they knew I'd win. And I cracked the egg. Well, guess what? They're, they now buy Vital Farms eggs. It's all these little things, everything that goes in your body, folks, I believe you should try and find the very best, closest to the source, natural product possible with the least ingredients possible. That should be your mission with everything that goes in your mouth. Now, Nancy and I just spent Valentine's weekend. So everybody knows I live a normal life. Nancy and I, Nancy's my wife. We just spent the weekend in Charleston, South Carolina. Any of you all know Charleston, South Carolina, it is restaurant Mecca. We went out three straight nights. I ate whatever the heck I wanted. 
I just eat good food. So I ate a lamb burger, okay, versus eating the the grade A, you know, mass-produced meat burger. I, I, It's those types of nuanced decisions that I made, but I put Heinz ketchup on that burger, folks, um, and some Heinz mustard and some Heinz mayonnaise. And Did you eat the bread? Did you? Did you? I, I ate some of the bread. I don't eat a lot of the bread. And I would never, I would never eat a a traditional hamburger bun on a regular basis. But do I, you know, did we have dessert? Did we have, it ends on the last night, did I have a piece of pecan pie? Yes. So don't think, here's the beauty. This is what I want to inspire you by. Once your gut gets going, remember when you were a kid and I was up at IUP eating pizza 10 every night and, and my gut could handle it. But over time I destroyed my gut and that's why I had to work my way back. Folks, I don't gain, I can go do that for three, four, five. We go, we'll go skiing uh, out West during the spring here in a, in, a, in, in a few weeks. I'll drink beer and, and almost every night and I'm okay because I don't, my, my gut flora is functioning again at a high level. So how long does it take to get your gut flora functioning at a high level? That it depends, like- it depends on what you do, Greg. It depends on how disciplined you are to putting the right, Figuring, figuring out, doing the assessments, number one, everybody's different. So you all start to figure out what's best and worst for you. And then you know the answer, Greg. It's just like financial planning. If you're disciplined to the right approach, you're going to have the results sooner. If you're not, if you're back and forth, it's going to take you longer. By the way, we completely, a lot of you know this or have heard or read this, we completely replace our entire body at this cellular level every seven years. So at the very least, if those of you stay disciplined, you will be a completely different operating mechanism seven years from now and, and you know, gradually along the way. Yeah. So when we hired our nutritionist, it was like a, it was a, it was a three month thing. And so what the first month was a lot of education. Second month, you know, we, 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 we did it. We ate by the book hundred percent of the time. And then after that, you know, if you, you eat 85% of the time, if you eat what's good for your gut, um, we, we had a lot of results. We're going back to it. And I'm going to tell you for anybody listening, it's, it, it sounds complicated, but, but it's not, it's, it's not. not once you, right. Once you start learning how to make good decisions, um, eat whole know. foods, folks, eat whole foods and eat the best quality, uh, produce. Uh, hopefully we're going to get it. it Buy European when you can. I hate to say that. I'm American. I love America. Oh, by the way, here's a wine hack for you. For those of you that like red wine, everybody get their notepad out. The three countries that still produce wine to the old world standard are New Zealand, France, and Italy. And I know we like to poke fun at the French. Um, They aren't the best allies at times. But folks, trust me, if you drink wine from those three countries, for instance, my wife is not a big red wine drinker. And I said, try a bottle of Alpicella, an Italian bottle, one of these nights this past weekend. And she said, I, it always gives me a headache, no headache. Also, there's another product called Drop It that you can get on Amazon. And especially if you're going to drink an American wine, I love Napa Cabs, but they can have a lot of tannins, right? Put a couple of drops of Drop It in your wine, your red wine, especially if you're going to have more than two glasses. And the next day, you will notice a dramatic decrease in your headache. So there's a hack that all you wine drinkers will say, gosh, I'm glad I listened to that podcast. That's that's <laughs> awesome. Okay, but wait a minute. So um, this is a good transition, wine. With wine, we're going to get into sleep. Mm-hmm. My understanding is when you drink wine in the evening, it, it does a great job of putting you to sleep. But then at about two in the morning... The sugar kicks in, and that's why you go to sleep okay, but you tend to wake up a couple hours later when the sugar kicks in. True? You probably can anticipate what I'm saying. It depends on how much you drank. It depends on what kind you drank. It depends on when you drank it. It depends on what you consumed it with. Here's the bottom line. You've got to measure your sleep. Great transition, Greg. I was plenty, uh, perfect time to get into how many of you can tell me last night I can pull up my data and tell you exactly how many minutes of deep sleep, REM sleep, and regular sleep I got exactly when 
I went to sleep, fell asleep exactly when I woke up, exactly when I woke up to take those breaks you're talking about, because I, I take typically one, sometimes two a night. Interestingly, to your point, Greg, pretty much dependent on how much I drink or if I drink. Uh, but you folks, you have to so let's move into sleep. Number one, measure your sleep. Now, if you could see, that's not my wedding ring. This is my wedding ring on my left hand. Zoom does an exact replication, so it looks like my right hand. This is called an aura ring. So there are two devices that I recommend. Once again, no compensation. It's spelled O-U-R-A, the aura ring or the whoop, W-H-O-O-P band. I think it's two O's. I don't own that product, but I know they are the only two devices today that include heart rate variability in what they measure. And heart rate variability is the most cutting edge measurement device, barometer, if you will, of how you are health-wise at a cellular level. So it's not that you can't use the Apple Watch. It's not that you can't use, you know, I used to have a Fitbit charge. They will give you some sleep data. I'm okay if you start there, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to start to track how much deep and REM sleep you get. Dave, I have to tell you, I heard you gave me this recommendation, I don't know, a year or two ago. And I went and bought one of the rings and I only wear it, I only wear it at night. It, it's fabulous. Like, like when I wake up in the morning, I immediately look at how much deep sleep. I think last night I was at 39%. Um, so I, I 39% of my goal, I guess it was. So I look at, I look at, I mean, I, in that bar chart at the bottom, I look at it. I look at it every morning. Can't so you're sleeping that enough. Was your, you're are you saying your sleep score was 39 last night? No, no, no. no. Well, I'm going to pull it up. I'm saying All my, right. hold on, I'm going to pull it up. All right, uh, let's compare. We're going to have a contest. Here we go. We're no, 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 I lose. I lose. I lose. My, my daughter, no, 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 wait a minute. I got, there, there's, everybody's different, first of all, Mr. Yes. Patch. And first of all, everyone's different. Second of all, my daughter, I was seven hours and 40 minutes. Okay, that's My that's time good. in bed was 824. Um, it's pathetic. I, I, my, my time, my total. Yeah. My efficiency was 91. Oh, that's good. My restfulness was good. My REM sleep was two hours and 18 minutes. That's very good. My deep sleep was bad. That's the one is, was only 32 minutes. And that's the one I have challenged with. Me too. Um, yeah. So last night, I was at uh, eight hours, 34 total, 228 REM, 121 deep. Uh, so last night was a very good night. I, I can have t uh, nights where I don't do as well on deep. Alcohol really, folks, this is why you got to start to measure. See, one of the things is it's hard when you love, and I love red wine. So it's, it's hard to not, or if, if you like a, a, a martini or, you know, I like a bourbon here and there. But it's easier to, to stop that or to uh, le lessen it, mitigate it if you start to see, if you're measuring something, you just have more of a drive to try and, to try and take action. So, um, and, but, but in addition to all that, isn't it important also to have the same? Yeah, the circadian rhythm. Yeah. So like I go to, I mean, last night I, I went to bed at 8.58, sort of pathetic. Um, but I go to bed by nine most nights. I got up at 5.22. So, but I, but I'm within, I mean, that tonight I'll go to bed at nine plus or minus five minutes and I'll get up around the same time. And there's something oh, to that, correct? No, huge. It's huge. Yes, very much so. So, so let's get into my favorite sleep hacks. Um, first off, same time. And the ring will help you with that. The ring, my ring tells me my ideal bedtime is between 845 and 945 PM. And it will track that on an ongoing basis. So it tells you when to go to bed. Dark room, cold room. Now, here's the thing. And when you say dark, you mean dark. I mean no light whatsoever. If you've got to wear that one of those masks around your eyes, wear it. See, if you do that, you'll see you actually get more deep sleep. So let, let me just ramble through these and people can rewind it and listen again. So dark room, cold room. Now, the cold room is really important. The ideal sleep temperature is 65 to 67 degrees. In Florida, we can't crank the AC down to 65 in the summer. It's 90 degrees at two in the morning down here sometimes in the summer. So that doesn't work. So there's a product I highly recommend it. It's funny. My wife didn't want to get this product, 
But now all of her tennis friends, all of her girlfriends now own this product called a Chili Pad. And Chili Pad has another product uh, called the Uller. And what these products do is you, each of you, husband and wife, will have a pod. We have a king-size bed. And my pod is set to 64 degrees. Nancy's is actually, she has it set to 62 because she wears pajamas at night. I don't. Ooh. And <laughs> it circulates cold water under you. It's, it's like a mattress pad that you sleep on, but it circulates cold water. Now, you'll see, folks, my deep sleep went up. 20% on a 90-day comparative side-by-side -side basis after I got the chili pad. So worth looking into once again. I don't get I don't I don't get any money for you buying it. I'm just telling you, if you especially women that are going through, you know, we're mid-50s, Nancy and I are 56, and she was going through the life change the last couple of years. It's been a game changer for her sleep as we measure sleep. So Dark room, cold room. Another one really important for REM sleep, folks, is blue light. You got to get the blue light out of your life. And blue light comes from these screens that we look at. They're beautiful screens, your iPad, your iPhone, your smartphone, your TV. Most of these devices either have blue light minimizing uh, built-in tools that you can adjust. Like people look at my phone, they say, Greg can see it. it always looks pink. People say, do you want your phone to look like that? I do. I, I want to block blue light all the time. The resources I'm going to share, I have a pair of amber shades that I put on my glasses at night when I watch television. That tells my body it eliminates the blue light because the blue light comes from fluorescent lights as well. Almost all the lighting we have, LED lighting, which is the rage in, in some of the new homes some of you have just built is terrible for your circadian rhythm. So after the sun goes down, and that's later in the summer, I get that, that can be nine o'clock in the summer, but during the winter time, after five, six o'clock, when you start to want to relax, folks, I want you putting some form of blue light blocking in place. What that's gonna do, Greg, is allow you to get more deep sleep. And here's what's important about deep and REM sleep, folks. You get deep sleep the first couple of hours you're in bed. And these are, by the way, these aren't just for Dave. They're for, these are general rules about sleep that apply to 90 some percent of the population. But when you start to measure your sleep, you're going to see your deep sleep early and your REM sleep late. So Greg, one comment, if I may, on what you said about your sleep. It, nine to five is okay, especially if you're falling asleep when you go to bed at nine. I can live with that. Okay. What, what, here's what happens though with a lot of people. And by the way, we said we were going to share some personal thing. I lost my mom to Alzheimer's in September of 2018. And she would fall into this category where you wake up at four or two 30 or three in the morning and you never go back to sleep. Here's what happens. And I wish you guys could see my screen. You'll see, I wake up. Sometimes I'm actually awake so are many of you, for an hour, hour and a half in the middle of the night. I've trained myself to meditate. I've trained myself to turn my mind off, and I go back to sleep. Here's what happens when you go back to sleep. You get almost pure REM sleep those last, that last hour or two. So, Greg, if, if you pick a day that you, go, that you go back to sleep or sleep a little later, you're going to see that it's almost entirely REM sleep. Um, I'm going to see if I can look, look at last night and look at the big, you see the white. That's when I was awake. Yeah. Yeah. And look what happened at the very end of the night. You see that solid light blue line for an hour. I told you I got two hours and 21 minutes of REM sleep. An hour of that was the last hour that I, I helped myself go back to sleep. So point bottom line, do not get up in the middle of the night, play with your smartphones, folks, turn on the TV, teach yourself. Breathing techniques, which is stuff. If the, the people like this call, uh, this podcast, Greg, and they want me to come back and they have stuff they want me to cover, it's. It, it, I'm happy to go deeper on any of these topics on how so to. We, yeah, so um, I appreciate you saying that. So if people are, are interested, we're going to go over some more stuff. But if people are interested, um, you know, would love to give Dave a reason to come back and visit his family. So we would be happy to do 
you know, a meeting in Pittsburgh where we where we share some more information and yeah, or do a live and, event and do some more Q and yeah. yeah, live event where we do more Q and A. Yeah, exactly. We'd love cool. to do that. Thank you. Great excuse to come home. Yep. This isn't just about oh, I want to feel rested the next day. Sleep is really important, right? I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Oh, it's, 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 some it's, of the benefits of sleep. You mentioned yeah. your mom with Alzheimer's. You know, just you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's it's everything. Sleep and especially deep sleep. REM's really important. REM's really strong for brain health um, and cognitive function. And then deep sleep is really helpful uh, for a from a muscular recovery standpoint, if you work out, it's really important, but also testosterone uh, and hormone balancing. That's what is really important about deep sleep. And, and what happens is people are taking a lot of drugs. Uh, I'm not going to have time to get into things like statins. And that's why I'm not a doctor. You have to take your statins if you've got uh, blood pressure issues and cholesterol issues. I get that. But those drugs impact your sleep and specifically your deep sleep. That's why your testosterone goes down and becomes a vicious cycle. So try some of these things. Um, I have a, a magnesium product that I like. Magnesium is the sleep uh, mineral. It's worth trying. Um, that'll also help you get a deep get into deep sleep as well. But yes, Greg, it turns out that breathing is the first thing that if it stops, you die. But actually, sleep will, lack of sleep will kill you before even lack of water will kill you. That's how important not only sleeping is, but the quality of your sleep is. So the more you can learn about it through measurement, the better you're going to be able to start to have. Thank you. So, so measure it. And there's some things you do, can do to improve it, but you don't know if you're going to be improving it until you know where you're starting. So, Correct. Um, and, and I'll tell you at first, you know, when you first get the ring and you start, it's frustrating. Because, yeah. you know, you just, you just realize when I look at it, it, it was frustrating realizing I didn't have much REM. I didn't have much deep sleep. I was up. I saw, I saw, Dave knows what I mean by this, a bunch of white on my, on my phone in the morning. But if you don't know where you are, it's hard to improve. So speaking of sleep, and here's another transition, a group of us in Pittsburgh have been working of getting together on mental health. Mental health is an epidemic. I think COVID clearly has uh, brought it to the forefront and is potentially you know, even made a difficult situation more difficult. Um, so a group of us were at Western Psych in Pittsburgh, and we were talking to them and we said, okay, so, you know, what are some of the things we can be doing? And he's, and I'll never forget, the physician looked and said, you know, one of the things we're realizing how important sleep is to mental health. And I'm like, sleep, we're talking about sleep. So, but there's a lot of other advancements that have happened. In fact, one of the physicians at, um, at, at Western Psych at, at Pitt said to me, one of the challenge, one of the challenges is there's, there's new treatments, but it's, they're not, he was so frustrated that the treatments are not getting to the patient. Yeah. It's, it's just not getting there. So do you want to talk about mental health in general and, and some of the advancements that yeah. have that have happened? Yeah. So uh, happy to, and, Happy to and sad to, and I'll start off by um, you know sharing the, the the tough thing, the elephant in the room as as it relates to mental health. Uh, everybody out there, and I, I want to make sure I don't get emotional here. Uh, Nancy and I lost our 21 year old son Ben to suicide uh, October 5th of 2019. So um, this is a topic that, when you go through that, is near and dear to your heart. And Ben's one case, we have, as Greg said unfortunately, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people suffering now. COVID's exasperated some of that. The things I'm talking about, folks, gut health and sleep, diet, uh, alcohol, uh, are all big drivers. Uh, ben was a hockey player. There were concussions involved. He was never a good sleeper, so his brain wasn't repairing. You know, nicotine was involved. He was smoking marijuana. I mean, these kids today, folks, and then the other one, what did I say earlier? These kids and some of you adults, you're on your phones all the time. Here's the thing, Greg. I was thinking about this in anticipation of our time uh, together today. What if you decided you were going to develop a product for all of humanity that basically would ruin their posture, ruin their neck, ruin their shoulders, ruin their hands? 
um, ruin their eyes, impact their sleep, and you charge them a hundred bucks a month to subscribe. How many of those do you think you could sell? Well, folks, that's a smartphone. It's a, you want to talk about a pandemic, that's a pandemic. And young people, uh, one of the times our son moved out of, the, out of the house was me waking up. I told you I wake up in the middle of the night at three in the morning and coming back to our media room and seeing him gaming at three in the morning. Okay. All of these things contribute to brain health. And what happens with mental health is the brain is not functioning properly. And so what I would share, if I knew then what, what I know today, I love, there's a book called The End of Mental uh, Illness by Daniel Amen, A-M-E-N. He, in my opinion, this is Dave's opinion, so check it out. Um, if you have a loved one that's suffering and they haven't had a spec scan by a Amen trained physician, I would highly recommend that be part of your protocol for diagnosing and suggesting treatments. The other thing I would ask your uh, mental health practitioner, if you are down the road on this with loved ones that I was not able to do, but I would do today, is uh, they're making, I know it's going to sound crazy for some of you that haven't read about this, but many of you have. They're making great inroads with psychedelic drugs and uh, mental illness. And it's hard to say mental illness once you read Daniel Amen's book, by the way, because he he makes it clear that that is it's a slanderous uh, description of the affliction. And what I mean by that, what he means by that is, you know, if you have a, a problem with an organ, they go in and they look at the organ. They do a uh, an MRI. They do a, a, a you know they do an X-ray. They they're always checking it and then trying to treat that organ. With mental health, what you're going to learn the more you dig into it is the protocols for diagnosis haven't really changed in the history of the study of mental health. And so getting a look at the brain and trying to figure out exactly what's wrong based on what's going on with the blood flow in the brain goes a long way toward knowing how to treat it. But back to the psychedelics, low-dose LSD, uh, there's a drug called ketamine that they're having great uh, results with. Um, what's another one that uh, MDMA? Um, so know that there are a lot of alternative treatments. And what what they're able to do, so many times trauma is behind, and there was some traumatic, unfortunately, experiences in my son's life when he was a little boy. And that stuff that he couldn't shake, even through multiple therapists. And what train, I want to be very clear, what highly trained therapists and doctors with the psychedelics are starting to represent they can do, you see me measuring my words, is that they can help almost erase some of the, some of the past events in the, in the person's mind uh, that are causing that, uh, that PTSD, if you will. So Please check this stuff out, folks. Your loved one's still alive. Mine's not. I'm, I'm just sharing with you from my heart um, what I know is, is, is showing progress and promise today. And uh, I, I would just highly encourage you to check it out. Dave, I, I'm truly sorry for your loss. Um, I know everybody feels it when you said it on the phone. Our heart went out to you and sorry for your loss. I will tell you, you are a uh, you're an inspiration seeing the passion that you have to try to change the end of other people's story and hearing you tell the story i can just i, I mean you and i can see each other people can hear it in your voice how you really are working to bend the curve on mental health and i agree with you it's a uh, there's there's a stigma involved you know people say like that you commit suicide no, you didn't commit right it's a health issue and, you know, they call it behavioral health. And I heard you say it's, it's why not, why don't we call it mental wellness? Um, yeah. We are blessed in Pittsburgh to have wonderful resources. It's a little bit fragmented and it's hard to, it's, it's hard to know where everything is. The group that we're working with, one of the, one of the things we thought about creating and we'll see if we get it done, we're trying to figure out, you know, what's the biggest impact we can make is, is an app. Where if you know if you have a loved one that's going through an acute moment, 
it's actually hard to know where to go. The resources yeah. are there. You just they're just not organized. And so, in Pittsburgh, one of the things we're thinking about is is an app. Um, but the good news is there is help on the way, and yeah. with people like you with education, and you know a lot of the research that's being done, someone that is suffering a mental health illness today, you don't have to live with this forever. I, I, they don't say that about any other illness. It's incredible to me that you know there's always hope that there's a cure or a treatment that can make things better. And um, they're coming. No, and unfortunately, the drugs that, they're, that they do prescribe, uh, you know, that, that certainly seemed, seemed to, in fact, there might be a practitioner listening to us. Uh, hey, uh, I'm just telling you what happened that uh, that probably, it looks like it exacerbated his specific case and situation. So that, that's uh, some of the best concussion work in the world is done out of Pittsburgh. Uh, you guys have really great resources there around brain health uh, as a whole. So tap into them and ask the questions. What are you doing with psychedelic drugs? They will know. Trust me. I, they're not going to look at you sideways. They're going to be able to. They're hopefully they're going to say, "I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. Here's where we are in our approach with those types of drugs." Okay, and same with the spec scan. I, I'm sure your concussion labs already have a tool like that, but it should be used for cases beyond concussion and and stay close to the people. You know, it was so every situation's unique and different. And um, you know, our son, they it is an illness. They do get sick, and they're not their brain isn't working, and they're not thinking rationally and logically. And so you can't listen to them. Is the last thing I'd share with everybody. You gotta sometimes with your kid, you just gotta trust your own gut. And you got to um, gotta do what you got to do. And we were scheduled to go out there the weekend before it happened. And the, 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 the therapist told us to stay away. And, but the reason, I don't want to pick on therapists, folks. The reason the therapist told us to stay away was because Ben was saying that I was going to kill him. And, you know, that therapists have to protect their patients. We should have just gone. Okay. We should have just gone. And I share that with you because maybe you were someone you know is struggling with this and you have an instinct, go give it a shot. Don't think that we're overly second guessing. There's reasons we didn't go. We listened to the therapist, but I, I have an opportunity through my my pedestal here as a, as a public speaker for Raymond James to, to share my experiences at the, and hope somehow, some way they can help you. And, and say a prayer, say a prayer for my son, please. It does, uh, it does mean a lot to me. It means a lot to us. And I'm praying for your loved ones that are suffering through this. Thank you. Sorry, Greg, I'm okay. Thank you so much. And um, we certainly will say a prayer for your loss. And just thank you. You, it, you, you, you make a difference in other people's lives. And uh, we just really appreciate it. And, you know, when you first introduce things like, you know, the immune system and sleep and diet and mental health, they, they sound like bullet points, but they're, but they're bigger than that. They're literally things that'll change people's lives and they'll change outcomes and they'll change the happiness in our lives. And um, I can tell you, I've, I've had a lot of podcasts and conversations, but when I speak with you, um, it's moving. And, and I just can't thank you enough for the difference you make in people's lives. And uh, our prayers are promised. So we appreciate well, you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And what you're talking about as we wrap up is what's now referred to as health span. Everybody knows. I hear some of you on the call saying, I don't want to live to be fill in the blank, 100, 120. It's not the point. I know what everyone wants. What everyone wants is to have as many years where we feel great as possible. And that's what we talked about today is going to help you. You work on your sleep, you work on your gut, you work on your diet. And you help those connect those with resources uh, from a mental health standpoint, you're going to feel better and you're going to have a longer health span, which is really at the end of the day, all any of us can ask for. So hope everybody got something out of this. I'll share some resources with Greg and team that he can share and anything that uh, you have interested, interest, as Greg said in me doing this again, we'll, we'll talk about an opportunity to try and do that. Love to do it in person. 
Dave, we appreciate you. You're a game changer. God bless. Thanks, Greg. Same to you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear other subject matters that may be of interest to you, please check us out at confluencefp.com slash podcasts.